Hello, you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants. I'm your host, Beth Wilson, and I'll be bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode, I'm really excited because I'm joined by the joyful coach, Sophie Cliff. Now, I have followed Sophie for quite a while. I'm part of her Joyful Club, and it actually was one of her series called Joyful January that inspired me to take the leap and start this podcast. So it feels like a very sort of full circle moment having Sophie as a guest. So I hope you enjoy it. So enter the podcast, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I am good. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Really excited for this chat. So could you please introduce yourself for my lovely listeners? Yes, of course. So my name is Sophie Cliff, also known as the Joyful Coach. And all of the work that I do is really about helping individuals and organisations find more joy in their day-to-day lives. And I do that in lots of different ways from coaching to group programs to consultancy and I've also recently written a book called Choose Joy. That is so exciting I think we'll probably speak about the book a bit later on Um, but yeah I want to uh, hear a little bit more about how you got into being the joyful coach like how did it all come about really? Yeah so this has not been what I've always done I actually spent the first 10 years of my career in corporate sales and marketing, working for big companies like the Walt Disney Company and then some smaller tech startups. And I kind of always assumed that that's what I would always do, to be honest. Um, I never loved it. I always felt a bit of a square peg in a round hole. I always felt like there was something missing, but I was, you know, I I was very... um, like type A and I did the degree that everyone told me to do. And then I got on the graduate scheme. And then I had this career that looked really shiny from the outside. And it was actually uh, uh, something that happened in my personal life. So you had a traumatic bereavement in the summer of 2016. And that acted as like a bit of a curveball, a bit of a like bombshell moment for me in the sense of, I think I'd always subconsciously kind of believed that if you make all the right decisions, if you do what people expect of you, if you try and be perfect, then everything will go well and that you could almost create like an insurance policy for life. I think looking back, that was the sort of subconscious belief that I had. And then when that moment happened and, you know, my family and I were grieving and coming to terms with what had happened, Mm -hmm. I realized that, you know, all that stuff that we see on Instagram, the life is short and you only live once and you'll never get this day again, the stuff that's so easy to scroll past. It took on a new resonance for me and I really started to feel like actually we are only here once and I want to do something that that feels good. And at the same time, as I was like, you know, coming to terms with that and, and getting over that period, joy was really important to me. It was looking for the little things in every day that really helped me bounce back and build resilience. And sometimes it was teeny, teeny, tiny things like I drank my cup of tea at the right temperature or, you know, I saw a rainbow or it was often not these big, huge things. And it was often, you know, a tiny percentage of the day, but looking for those little joys really helped me. And, and that started a bit of a obsession, I suppose, with all things positivity and joy and, Since then, I did a master's in applied positive psychology and coaching psychology. 
I retrained as a coach. I started my own business. And it's really easy when you're looking back to tell it as if this is all like one big linear path. There was lots of back and forth. There was lots of retraining while I was still working in previous jobs. And, you know, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. I left my corporate job three months before the pandemic started and that created yeah. a whole load of, mm-hmm. um, you know, worries and things. But essentially, I, I witnessed like that power of positivity in my life and, and you know, saw how valuable that was for me. And I also had this huge craving that I want to help other people seize the day, live their lives and not have to go through the horrible traumatic bit first. And that's really what drives me in my work is trying to help people see this isn't a dress rehearsal we are only here once like let's make the most of the good stuff and and let's get clear on what that good stuff is because that's what most clients tell me is Mm -hmm. I don't know what brings me joy I don't know what would make me happy and so yeah it is but it's it's something that we're never we're never taught right you know we're taught what will make us the most money or what will make us seem more successful and and so I sort of see my work as a bit of a, an unpicking of some of that and a reprioritization, reprioritization of joy and all the good stuff. Man, just hearing you talk about it, I was smiling the whole time. It is just, it's just so lovely to hear you speak, you know, passionately about what you do and just that thing of, I love hearing a story when someone takes something that is either really traumatic or really sad or something that's quite, you know, a real big life event that's that's impacted them in in you know more of a negative way I suppose but then turning it into something positive and and it's all coming from like an authentic place you've been through what you've been through and then you found kind of joy and what it means to you and then you know you're that kind of person who's like and actually I want to I want to show other people that and I can kind of unlock that for other people and yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's really great what you do. Um, and I want to hear a little bit more about the book. I mean, I don't know what you can sort of say. I've seen bits on your Instagram, but but yeah, if you could tell us all about your book, well, what you can tell us, that'd be great. Yeah, so I could share pretty openly. It's coming out on November 8th, so not too far away. It's like less than six weeks from <laughs> the time that we're recording. But the book is called Choose Joy, and it basically encapsulates everything that I've learned in the last five or six years so when I first sat down with the editor and we were talking about what we wanted the book to be I had sort of three key goals in mind so I wanted it to be really evidence-based and research informed that all of the work that I do is rooted in the research there is a huge field you know almost three decades of academic study of positive psychology and we've got all these great like reports and pieces of research and pieces of scientific evidence that show the the importance of this stuff but it very rarely sees the light of day because the way that academia works is that you spend ages doing this piece of research and then it might go in a journal article to be read by someone else who does a piece of research in five years time and so I wanted to bring some of that great stuff to light so I wanted it to be really research-led we wanted it to be you know emotive and inspiring and connecting and because of that I share lots of you know my story with this but also things that I might have helped clients with you know really bringing this into the real life and helping people to see that's me or that could be me or that's a change I want to make and then most importantly it's practical so it gives people tools exercises prompts tips so that they can put some of this stuff into practice because I think 
a lot of us know those first two bits we know that positivity is good for us we know that like more joy would benefit us and the other people in our lives we know that you know we have this emotional reason to make a change but we perhaps don't know where to start so in each um in each chapter of the book there are little exercises there are things to go away and think about and then we also have a section at the end called like 100 days of joyful habits where there are just things that you can put into action to start bringing that joy to the forefront again. But our hope is that through the journey of the book, you'll understand what joy is. You'll understand why it's important. Also understand perhaps why it doesn't come naturally for a lot of us. And we talk about things like burnout and where our motivation comes from and society's expectations and all of that stuff, because I think we can sometimes feel guilty and beat ourselves up for like, I should be able to do this when, like we've just said, it's a reminder that we're not taught this. And, you know, this might be the first time a lot of us are thinking about these things. And then it will help the reader sort of get clear on what's going to bring them more joy, give them lots of tips on where to start, what some of those core foundations of joy look like, and then putting all of that into action so that, yeah, by the end of the book you've got a plan you've taken action you're starting to experience that joy in in your day-to-day life jam-packed with joy I love it I cannot I've pre-ordered mine um and I <laughs> yeah I can't wait for it to arrive I love that because I did psychology at uni and and I get you you know that you don't you don't always see kind of yeah. studies or it's always like the really famous ones that are used or kind of there's a lot actually that are misused and actually kind of misquoted and all that kind of thing and actually there's loads out there but it just doesn't always see the see the light of day so it's great to kind of have that section of it as well but then some practical bits because we all love a bit of how could this actually work for me you know that's what I struggle with sometimes you know you can go on webinars and you can go on Instagram lives and all sorts of different things um, of kind of like the self-help kind of category but it's like actually sometimes people are just speaking about their experience and you can't always relate you know it's not yeah. always like oh actually I, I feel like that's pretty far away from where I am but when people give you kind of short exercises or things that you can easily put in your day that's what I find really helpful when it's like five minutes take five minutes to do this you know this, this can really help in this way and explaining how it can help I think you know that's what that's what people need really don't they yeah absolutely and I think part of what can feel so overwhelming about making positive changes is that we've grown up with this expectation that we have to do things perfectly so I know that I definitely used to be the sort of person who is like right yeah. on Monday I'm going to eat better and I'm going to exercise every day and I'm going to journal and I'm going to like start applying for new jobs. And I would pile all this pressure on that. I'd maybe like stick with it for two, two and a half days. And then I'd feel like I'd given up. And then that would reinforce some of the negative, you know, cycles of self-talk. And it's, again, there's lots in the book about how we make this stuff a habit and, and why starting small is actually better for us than trying to make these big grand changes because, even small changes, there's a, a theory in positive psychology called the broaden and build theory that shows just by experiencing some positive emotions, we essentially become smarter, we become more resilient, we build better networks. So just that little element of joy um, each day, that can create a lot of the change that we're wanting to make without us having to sort of 
be really strict and have iron willpower and mm. all this other stuff that we've been taught sort of is the way. Yeah, definitely. And I think it then starts to, I mean, obviously habits are habits and you just get used to it, but then it just becomes sort of natural and you want to do it because you remember, you know, for X amount of days that I've been doing it, I felt really great. So, so yeah, you kind of, you wake up and you want to do those things. Um, and that's really important as well. You need to, you need to want to do it, I guess, at the end of the day as well. Yeah. And naturally we all know when you feel good, it's easier to do something. So the more we can create those positive feelings, it is like a, a, we call it like a positive upward spiral. So it's much easier to keep doing it because you're like, I feel good. I've got energy. Like we know that like positivity helps us to stay healthier. It helps to build our resilience. And so it's so much easier then to keep going with the things that we really want. Yeah, absolutely. So I always ask guests for kind of their top three tips from their area. So if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, you know, where do I even start? Like, what what do I need to do to just inject just that little bit more joy into my life? What would be your top three tips? Yeah. So first of all, I would say start with what is already there. And I talk loads about gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I'm, I'm sometimes conscious that people who follow me must think, God, she's banging on about gratitude. And it's because the research shows that it absolutely mm-hmm. works. You know, the, what, yeah. what research has shown is that gratitude is one of the number one predictors of joy. And we can't have a joyful life without feeling grateful for what we've already got. And so Again, like we were just saying, you know, so often we think to feel more joyful, to feel more positive, I need to move house and get a new job and get a new partner and all of these big things when actually what the research tells us is enjoying what is already there is probably our best first step. So that might be making a gratitude list at the end of each day of, you know, what you've enjoyed most, or it might be just trying to enjoy the little moments of the day more. So, you know, I said before, It might be drinking your cup of tea at the perfect temperature. You know, it might be taking those five minutes in the morning to slow down that routine, or it might be noticing how it feels to get that nice text from a friend who's reaching out or, you know, putting on your favorite outfit or trying to like, you know, listen to a a funny podcast on the way to work. It's just injecting, thinking what's already here. What have I already got and how can I elevate what I've already got? And gratitude is a brilliant way to do that, to just slow down and think, what would I miss if it was gone tomorrow? Because we all have those things. And that's one of the biggest teachers of grief is that we go, I didn't even like realize that that was something that could disappear. You know, I didn't even realize that that was something I was taking for granted. So gratitude helps us to slow down and just find the joy in what is already there. The next tip that I always share is it's a little mantra. And this really helped me because I was one of those people, you know, that we talked about before where I was like, I don't know what's going to bring me joy. I knew what would make me seem successful. I knew what my parents wanted for me. I knew what like would help me keep up with friends. But when it came to like, what am I actually going to enjoy? I was a bit stumped, to be honest. And the phrase that helped me was lean into what feels good. So just constantly thinking what already feels good. Mm-hmm. How can I lean into that a little bit more? So, you know, I always liked reading a magazine when I was on the bus to work. I was like, what if I started reading books again? It was something I hadn't done since I was a kid. And just leaning into that, thinking, oh, yeah, this still feels good. I'll do a bit more of it. You know, I always enjoyed 
like looking out the window on a really bright sunny day and thinking oh it looks lovely so what about if I just get outside and I go for a walk and I do a little bit more of that so noticing what you already like about your life and seeing how we can turn the volume up on that so it might be I always feel happiest when I'm with my friends how can I book in an extra coffee date this week or I always feel really inspired when you know I've read a great book or I've been to an art gallery or something how can I make that part of my regular routine so trying to think about you know we don't have to start from scratch we don't have to find this one hobby that is going to like solve all of our you know gaps in our life it's just about going what have I enjoyed previously how can I lean into that a little bit more and then the last tip and this one sometimes people are like I, I always give this one with a caveat which I will give and <laughs> okay so the tip is to schedule your joy first and schedule your fun first and people sometimes say oh well but I've got a full-time job or I've got kids or I've got this or I've got that and I get that you know we don't always have control over our time Mm -hmm. so some people scheduling your joy first might be thinking in the morning what do I want to really prioritize and you might be able to work it like that for other people we might have to sit down in January and say okay where am I going to fit in the weekend away with the girls or you know it might be at the start of the month thinking where can I get that yoga class in before everybody else fills my time? But the truth is everyone else is going to fill your time, you know, whether it's your boss, whether it's your kids, whether it's your friends, like people will always, you know, fill that diary. So trying to, at whatever time works best for you, take that time to think what is going to bring me joy and how can I prioritize that? And like, like an example of how I do that in my life is I know that, to feel really joyful I have to have some weekends that are just like open so I can be spontaneous I can lean into what feels good I can think about what I need and and do that and so I have a rule of keeping one month uh, one weekend every month free of plans so that doesn't mean I don't do anything that weekend it just means that I get to choose when the weekend comes what I'm going to do whereas before I was always like back to back to back to back and it was all lovely stuff but I didn't have space to enjoy it because there was no contrast so you know that's how I do it I've got clients who keep like one weeknight a a week free or or it might be sort of saying I start my day with movement because that brings me joy or you know Mm -hmm. I always make sure I've got an hour before bed to read because that's really important so how you do it doesn't matter but this idea of scheduling your joy first because everything else is going to get done we always get the work done we always keep on top of the house somehow we always you know buy the birthday presents all of that stuff we don't let that stuff slide but what we do let slide is the joy and the fun and so bringing that back to the top of the priority list again yeah I think that one especially is really important and that's something I really you know try and make a conscious effort like you kind of keeping weekdays or weekends free just the odd one because yeah it can be so I don't know people just want your time sometimes don't they and you know you kind of look in your calendar and you think oh I am free on Thursday but it's only my only night free but oh but they're asking like you know I haven't seen them for a while so you know oh should I and you know you do end up you know sometimes putting that time in and then you know it can be lovely it can be a lovely time with your mate but you're kind of thinking it's got to Friday and I'm shattered and I wish I was free this weekend to chill because you know I've spent every day doing something um and I see it as like a gift to myself 
is how I like to kind of picture it in my head of like, you know, gifting myself time in the morning or gifting myself the evening to do what I want or the weekend or, or whatever. And that, that just makes me feel nice. I'm like, oh, gift from me to me. Yeah. And I think what I found and what I've seen clients find as well is that it elevates everything else. Like mm-hmm. I can look back on periods of my life where I went on amazing holidays and it was like my friend's weddings and Hindus and all this really fun stuff but I wasn't present for it because in my head I was thinking, okay, fly back tonight. Then I've got to go to work tomorrow. Then I've got dinner with that person on Thursday. And and so you're not actually in the moment where you're like, we're on this amazing holiday or like my friend is having her first dance because you're just so in your head. And I find those little breaks, those breaks to just do what brings us joy to just fill our own cup allows us to, it almost like enhances the joy in all of those other moments because it allows us to be more present for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I always ask as well, um, if there was just one thing you want people to take away, what would it be? Yeah, I think it would be the gratitude thing. That would be the the top tip because A, like I say, it's, it's the thing that's most validated by the research. So we know it definitely works and we know it works with different populations, different cultures, different types of, you know, group. And I think The other great thing, well, there are a few great things about that gratitude tip. One, it's going to help us start to notice what is bringing us joy. So Mm -hmm. if we're checking in at the end of each day and writing a bit of a list of what we're grateful for that day or what our favorite moments of the day are, that is helping us to spot patterns. You know, we might see we always feel great when we're with other people or we always feel great when we're feeling inspired or whatever. So that's going to help us get to know a little bit more what is making us feel good so that we can lean into that. The other thing that I really love is that once that becomes a bit of a habit, you almost get twice the value of joy. So you become more present in the moment because you think I'm going to write about this in my gratitude journal later. And you're you're conscious that this is a lovely moment. And then you get the, the second wind when you reflect on it. So, you know, I might sort of be with my niece and she might say something really funny and I'll think, that's really funny. That's great. You know, she's only 18 months old. So she says loads of funny stuff. And then I'll also reflect on that in the evening and I'll feel that warmth again. And that's where it's sort of cultivating those positive connections in our mind. It's creating these positive endorphins. It's building all of the stuff that then, like I say, helps us to benefit from our, you know, like there's loads of research that shows gratitude benefits our immune system. There was some really interesting studies done where they Ask people to think about what they were grateful for before surgery and the people who had thought about what they were grateful for healed more quickly so it has all of these brilliant um impacts outside of just joy as well so I would say start with that one because it's a great one to start to feel into what is going to bring me more joy you're going to start to feel those positive emotions and you're going to get that sort of like you're going to increase the amount of value that you get for those joyful moments yeah absolutely and I love I love the thought of kind of coming back to it as well you know if you are journaling if you are writing it down somewhere if there is a day when you're feeling a bit rubbish or you kind of you know some days I describe it as some days it's easier than others as is just your general day it's easier to think of some things that you're grateful for and some days you know it's harder and that's fine but you know it would be nice kind of if you had them written down to go back and have a little look and remember those warm feelings or even if you're just feeling a bit rubbish and you think oh I want a bit of a boost you know and get that kind of warm fuzzy nice nice feeling by um looking back at them yeah absolutely and 
I love what you just said there about like some days it's easier than others. And I think you're so right. You know, people are like, oh, on a Saturday, I can write loads about what I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. because I saw my mum and I did some shopping and I, you know, watched this great film. But actually, it's most valuable on those days when it's been hard because what it will help you start to see. And and this is why gratitude and joy was so important for me when I had that, that tricky time and challenging time in my life was it helped me to see that there are no total bad days. You know, no one day is ever all good or all bad. There is you can be having a great day and you'd be like, oh, I've forgotten that I didn't pay that bill or, you know, you might be still worried about a friend or there'll be something niggling there and you could be having a really bad day but there might still be a kind like a random act of kindness from a stranger or it might be that it's like a really beautiful blue sky day or you might read something and think I feel really connected to that and I think that's so important for how we think about this stuff you know we often think with joy like oh it's for wedding days and holidays and Christmas day and these big special moments but it's actually there in every single day even the most mundane days there will be something funny that a kid says or there will be like often like when I'm writing my gratitude journal it's that my cat chose my lap to sit on rather than my (laughs) husband and I felt like the chosen one or you know and and I think that's what's great about gratitude is it helps us tune into those little joys and that doesn't mean that we don't still want you know the lovely holidays and the special moments it just means that we're finding something special in the everyday and like I say what I've learned from this practice is that even on like the really, really bad days, the days where you're like, that is going, you know, down in the history books of yeah. a terrible day, there is still a little something. And that might be, like I say, a text from a friend or a nice meal or a hot cup of tea or just something that you can go, that that bit wasn't as terrible as the rest of the day. Yeah, there's always, even if it's one tiny, tiny thing, there is always something. And that's the joy of it, really, is that it's your list. You know, it's yours. You, you know, no one has to see it. No one has to know about it. It's yours. It can be like silly little trivial things, but it is your list. And that's what makes it important. So we are coming towards the end now where I ask uh, for a recommendation. So it can be literally anything apart from your book. I'm going to put your book in the show notes. But um, if there's a book or a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything that kind of really helped you at a time when you needed more joy, um, what would you recommend? Yeah, so I thought long and hard about this one. This was the hardest question, I think. Because I was like, oh, I'm a massive bookworm and I love listening to podcasts. So trying to pick something was hard. But there was one book that I kept coming back to, and it's a book called Option B by Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. So some people might know Sheryl Sandberg from Mm -hmm. she wrote Lean In and she's worked at Facebook. And Adam Grant is a um, really um, popular psychologist. And they wrote this book called Option B, which is all about when option A goes wrong, when life throws us a curveball, how do we bounce back? How do we build resilience and how do we find joy in those hard times? And I read that book maybe a year or so after having like my own sort of, you know, option A's out the window moment. And it was it was just it was like life-changing sounds like a really OTT thing to say but it was for me because it reminded me that life is always going to be unpredictable life is always going to be hard there's always going to be stuff we have no control over but what we do have control over is 
how we react and how we they talk about I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast oh, but go for it <laughs> they talk about you know when option a isn't available how do we kick the shit out of option b and I think that I feel like that's become a bit of a sort of um like core belief for me now a bit of like a driving intention is you know stuff's always going to go wrong we all know that yeah. we've just lived through the one of the biggest most unpredictable you know crises of of recorded history mm-hmm. we can't control that stuff we can't plan for everything we can't control for every eventuality what we can control is how we react and how we kick the shit out of what we're left with and I think that for me is that's where joy comes into it right is like we can't we can't stop the bad days coming we can't always you know change you know people are going to get sick things are going to happen like you know we might lose jobs that kind of thing but what we can do is reframe that and think, how am I going to find the joy in this? How am I going to find the opportunity? How am I going to make the best out of the situation? So if anyone else sort of resonates and thinks, I'm finding it really hard to find joy right now, or I'm in a hard place and, you know, I don't know where to start, I would really recommend um, that book. Great. Oh, that sounds really good. Um, I'll be popping that on my little book list that is like ever increasing. But yes, yeah, that sounds really good. I will pop the details of that in the show notes and your details, too, so that people can connect with you uh, if they don't already, which I'm sure they do. But uh, I will pop all your details in the show notes and a little link to pre-order your fabulous book. But thank you so much uh, for taking the time out to talk to me today. It's been really lovely. And I hope this is really Really inspiring for people I hope you uh, listen in and kind of think yeah you know what I'm gonna start and I'm not gonna wait till Monday I'm gonna start tomorrow yeah yeah start small and just find that little bit of joy today yeah thank you for having me it's been so lovely to chat oh thank you you too bye I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was so lovely to chat with Sophie. I find her really inspiring and it was great to hear all about her journey into becoming the joyful coach and hopefully you take on her tips to bring that joy into your everyday. So if you want to connect with Sophie, all her details are in the show notes and go and pre-order her book too. If you'd like to be a guest on the pod or if you want to recommend someone, Drop me a DM on Instagram at Positivity with Beth or drop me an email, thejoyseries1, that's a number one, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate, or subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. And if you'd like to leave me a review, that would make me very happy too. Until next time, bye!